Dan Striving Double Feature presents One Minute with European Zombies, circa 1980, episode 31, covering the 31st minutes of Zombie Lake and Burial Ground. Hey everyone, it's Dan. Yes, I'm in the midst of an allergy attack, <clears throat> and I will try not to sneeze, cough, or sniffle at you. It's probably going to happen. Sorry about that. But let's dive right into minute 31 of Zombie Lake. We left off, uh, we were in the middle of the snow in the middle of nowhere there was some sort of bombed out building and there were a bunch of guys running around in white coats in the snow shooting and things like that and when we ended like a bunch of guys were running by the camera almost doing something sort of like you know running by and going hi i'm fritz hi i'm hans hi i'm frederick enjoy us we're nazis i think they're nazis they could be the resistance i can't tell it's, it's tough to tell when everyone's in the white outfits and i should be saying this after we hear the minute now <laughs> Radio Freedom. Units of the German Third Army are withdrawing through the Zinn area, which they're scheduled to reach within the next 48 hours. All available resistance units are to hinder their withdrawal. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about sort of World War II French resistance running around and, and stuff like this there uh, to, to, to tell you exactly who's meant to be who. I think the Nazis are inside that bombed out building and I think maybe the resistance are around it but they do say that the Nazis are, are retreating. Uh, of course when they show the Nazis retreating they're sort of in tanks along a road that I don't see any snow or anything so maybe they've retreated to the tropics i don't know didn't most of them do that anyways i guess maybe they retreated to the place where oasis of the zombies is out in the desert isn't that the, the music from oasis of the zombies it's funny whenever i talk about that movie i want to watch it immediately but then i fall asleep the time to watch it is when you're sleepy and resting, not when you're operating heavy machinery. I think I just stole that joke from the Bleeding Skull book and my reviews. I'm allowed to do that. So, anyways, what happens at this minute? Yeah, it starts off, like I said, with the guys running by. Hi, I'm Hans. You know, I'd love it if just, like, it kept freeze-framing and the Nazi or the resistance guy or whatever would look at the camera and it would freeze-frame. Hans, the cute one. Franz, the strange one. The mysterious one. Frederick, you know... I love it, and and the it's great too because the last I suppose they're they're French guys, so they'd have French. I think they are. I don't, I don't know, but the, I like the last guy that runs by. I all, all I could think when this last guy runs by, he much younger with this little mustache, and I thought, oh, it's one of the Polonia brothers from Splatter Farm. It's nice to see they started this early. I didn't think they they began making movies until the mid '80s. That's great to see. And then I thought I saw David Hemmings run across uh, the screen at one point, and at the very end of the minute, that's clearly Eric Idle with a big fake mustache on in the Nazi tank. Boom! There you go. Wow, lots of cameos in this minute. I, I really enjoyed it. Actually, yeah, the minute is shooting, and I, I love that 
it's sort of established after at the end of the scene that there are there seems to be i think a bunch of nazis i don't know there i don't see the swastikas and i i don't know i didn't see it there are a bunch of nazis in the building that they're bombing but there's just something funny about like you see all these guys firing at the building then guys that look very similar are running away from the building then you see more guys firing at the building and then you see all sort of explosion goes go uh, sort of goes on around the building and i don't know i mean to me you know i don't know all the rules of war but sort of blowing up a, a you know derelict already bombed out building seems like dirty pool to me you know like pick, pick a building that hasn't been bombed out you know it's it seems it seems easier to destroy a building that's already been mostly destroyed but i guess if it's full of not full of nazis yeah yeah there you go uh so yeah you see that and then it, it's great because it cuts to a um a uh, great-looking guy who looks a bit like maybe the grandpa of the guy who I think look, looks like the sheriff from Dark Side of Midnight. I think when I get done recording, I'm going to do a double feature, Dark Side of Midnight from the old... I do have the VHS, the Prism VHS. And then Oasis of the Zombies from the Blu-ray. That's going to be a... The Dark Side of Midnight. I'd love to do a Dark Side of Midnight minute. Dark Side of Midnight Minute. Oh boy, this maybe we'll do a backdoor pilot for it somewhere in one of these episodes. That would be fun. Do they do that a lot on podcasts? Backdoor pilots? I bet they do. So, yeah, we got a lot of cameos in this, and yeah, this this guy's listening to the radio, and everyone's you know uh, resistance. The Nazi division is leaving, and it's great because the English dub ends with like uh, all the f- guys who can get out there and resist, please do so, and that's how that ends. But the French dub, there's an extra line. It's like, uh, all the French guys who can get out there, all the resistance guys, go out there and do what you got to do. You know, stop them. And now some personal messages. In, in French, of course, they say that, but I think that's charming. And then it ends with more stock footage of tanks driving down the road towards us, as I said, and it doesn't look like it's winter time at all. It's tough to gauge how much of this is stock footage and isn't. There, there are... The, the fact that the movie isn't shot during the winter and suddenly it's the winter and then suddenly the tanks are in the you know spring or summer and there's no snow anymore leads me to believe that this is all a big pile of stock footage. I don't know what you thought I was going to say there. Be good. Yeah, I, th- I feel like this is all just one big pile of stock footage that we're watching. More or less, po- possibly not the shot of the guy by the radio. That guy might not be. But I don't know. It just seems strange that it would go to the middle of winter like that and and I know if someone's listening and they know where this is from or if they know I'm completely wrong I just think the way it goes from like spring it, it, I mean good gravy uh, in, in the previous scene with the, with the Nazi when he gets injured it's raining it's pouring rain out and now suddenly the ground is covered with snow I like it so that's this minute yeah lots of running around jumping around the nazis are retreating from wherever this is oh darn it we took our division and we hid inside a deserted building and the french drove us out oh poops you know that doesn't seem like um i don't know i thought the nazis had more um a little more efficient than that let's hide in this burnt out building let's do it yes so there you go now that was minute 31 of Zombie Lake. So yeah, zombies are retreating. Zombies are retreating. Nazis are retreating, and the French resistance fighters apparently are going to go after them. In minute 30, 30 of Burial Ground, we ended with 
I don't even... Oh, yes, of course, the, the woman whose name I wrote down, but I don't have it here. The model got her foot caught in the bear trap, and they've been really milking that for quite some time. Let's see if they do that for another full minute. So this minute is is Mark leaving Janet with the bear trap on her foot, or the zombie trap still on her foot, and going after two of the zombies. The one with the Frankenstein monster head, and the one with sort of the gory face with the maggots on it. For a film that gets pretty graphic, which is why we love it, with more or less why. I mean, Michael's wonderful, and some of the strange sexual dynamics are, are certainly fascinating. But mainly we see it to get people's guts ripped out and zombies smashed around. There's a really weird minute. I feel like we're missing something where Mark rushes the Frankenstein monster looking guy with the pitchfork and kind of like gently brings the pitchfork down on his head and it's cut really badly. It, it, it almost looks like he he's driving the, the zombie into the ground. Like he's on a, you know, just pushing him down into the ground. And there's no, like, gore or or no, like, head getting smashed by pitchfork. That just seems to stop the zombie. Now, now I know, it, normally, I forget in this one, though, uh, if, you know, get him in the head. You shoot him in the head. Uh, you, we, we, you, you all know the, the, the mythology there. Uh, so I think that was apropos to this film. But I can't remember, so there's there's a possibility that smashing it on the head with the pitchfork knocks it out. Um, these things are, I mean, if these are Etruscans, they're like this, like two thousand years old. There'd be no brain left in there, would there? I mean, so smashing, why would smashing the head have have anything to? do to, to slow it down. I mean, I could see if it was something that just recently died, died a year ago, something like that, and still had some something in there, but but these things got nothing. I mean, they don't even have their faces and stuff. They're like, they're wearing masks. I know they're not really wearing masks, but you know what I mean. And then my, my favorite minute of this is when Mark rushes the, the gory face, maggot face zombie with the pitchfork, and he kind of does a lot of, come on, I'm going to jab you with the pitchfork, and the zombie's just arms outstretched like the Frankenstein monster, you know, probably in, you know, in, in, uh, in remembrance of his fallen comrade, moving closer and closer, and then Mark kind of leans in with the pitchfork, not really stabbing it, but kind of leans in, and the zombie, as the pitchfork is going towards his chest, kind of grabs at it, and kind of like, you snooze, you lose, baby, come on, and he just stops the, the pitchfork, and Mark is like, oh my god, oh my god, and has to let go of the pitchfork. Now, the zombie doesn't know to use the pitchfork, 
because it still keeps approaching Mark. And the last shot is sort of zombie point of view over the 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 creepy decaying hands as Mark's in the background with his bit of a comb over, going, "Hey, I, I still look good. I'm losing my hair, but I still look good. I still get the I still get the babes." Uh, but I, I kind of almost wish that the, the zombie had kind of looked at the pitchfork, realized what it was, and just whoosh, thrown it at, at Mark and, and zoinked him with it. Uh, but I like some good pitchfork action, by the way. I I think I also wonder when the zombie is getting the pitchfork away from Mark. The theory being that the pitchfork is kind of against the zombie's chest, but the zombie's so strong that it's whole. Uh, uh, while while like the entirety of Mark's force is pushing the pitchfork forward to try to get it to puncture the zombie's chest, the zombie is holding the base of the pitchfork right where the fork begins and is is holding it so steady that all of Mark's power isn't pushing the fork that the tines the that's not they're not called that on a pitchfork are they it's not pushing it in, <laughs> into the zombie which is weird to me because you look at it and it looks like the zombie could fall apart in any minute and apparently that previous zombie just got a whack on the head and is now incapacitated so you would think the zombies i mean the zombie the zombies didn't get was it george because they used their strength or anything they got him just because george was kind of an idiot and stood there and like they swarmed on him and he couldn't get away from three or four of them and that's the way it works in a lot of these like dawn of the dead is generally unless it's a sneak attack it's generally like there one of them you're fine two or three of them you're fine a dozen of them 40 of them or three of them in this one or four of them in this one you're dead you're not going to get away they just swarm on you and you, you can't get away it's sheer numbers but but I, I wouldn't think any of them is particularly strong. I mean, they're, they're not meant to be stronger than they were unless the Etruscans were an extremely strong race. Maybe that's a berserker Etruscan we're looking at, you know, and he's just really tough. I don't know. But yeah, you would, I mean, I like that moment. And I, I guess... I guess you can rewrite the rules as you go at this point. It's still early days in the land of zombies. Look at the goofiness that's happening in the zombie lake, so... Maybe these, these zombies could have survived this long because they are in some way stronger than other uh, zombies would be. I don't know. But, but yeah, that, that moment, I like that moment. That all, moment also sort of doesn't make sense. Um, of course, you're saying, Dan, you're watching the film Burial Ground and you're discussing the logistics of uh, zombie attack and zombie strength and leverage and, and force and stuff like that. And you should just focus on the guts and the boobs. Well you know what? I think Mark's a bit of a boob, and I think George is a bit of a boob, too. There you go. Boob, too. The boob, too. You ever seen the boob, too? It's an interesting movie. I've never seen the sequel. Uh, so, yeah, so so this this is Mark. Uh, the zombie is approaching him, and he doesn't have the pitchfork anymore. It's still lovely in the high def. It's still gorgeous all around him. And the music is do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Library music. Library music. I think. I think, I mean, to me, the synthy stuff, like I've said, seems like stuff that would have been composed for this. That sounds like library music. I've probably heard it in about 10 other films. It's probably in a Bava film or something, Mario uh, uh, Bava film or something. Although I did watch, rewatch yesterday, uh, Devilfish, the Lombardo Bava film. Now, I know it's an MST episode, and it's an okay MST episode, but the film's a lot of fun. I mean, it's really, it's Lombardo Bava in the mid-'80s, sort of just not quite... It's, is it before Demons, I think? And, and it's got a nice verve to it, and it's fun, and the Code Red Blu-ray really looks nice, I think, for being one of those 
80s shot in, you know, the South East uh, U.S. movies. Now, it's not a film mirage, but you know what I mean. That's a book someone needs to write. And I know I'm jumping all around here because I think I mentioned in the last round here that I saw, what was it, Night Killer, the Fragasso film, uh, on the big screen a couple weeks ago and it'll be out on Blu-ray from Severance soon. And that's one of those that was made in... Jeez, where was that made? Virginia? No, I forget. Somewhere over on the East Coast, South-ish. But uh, someone needs to write a book about those. You know what someone needs to do is someone needs to write a book that covers like the 60s, 70s American exploitation stuff made uh, down in, in that region, like Hershey Gordon Lewis and Rene Martinez Jr. and uh, the guy who made Blood Freak, uh, Gintner, Gintner, Brad Gintner, uh, the Hershey Gordon Lewis films, did I already say that? I apologize. Um, those films and uh, then segue the book into the Italians and occasionally the French, like with Nightmare Weekend coming over. <sighs> that would be fun. Jeez. <sighs> That's another podcast altogether, folks. So burial ground, zombie lake, zombie lake. The Nazis are retreating. The French resistance are after them. I don't know. Somehow to me, that does, from what I know of the history, that doesn't seem like the Nazis would be too scared of that. Uh, but maybe there are some like berserker French resistance guys. And in um, burial ground, yeah, what's her name, Janet, I think still has the, the zombie trap on her foot. Um, and uh, Mark is about to get, I think, attacked by, it looks like he's got like zombie, like he's caught in the, like zombies are hypnotic, you know, and they're like, they catch it. Don't look in the zombie's eyes because you freeze. I just looked in the zombie's eyes. Help me.